You could stand at half cut and rep better than these guys. Oh, smart down, and it's called for another foul. Check, Taco. Come on. Taco's, Taco. Taco's having some fun here. And we are back with another episode of From the Raptor. Sam and I here recording on Sunday, November 14th, after the Celtics blew a 19-point lead to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Second time this season. Second time it's a 19-point lead? What was the first one? What am I 19. Forgetting? What was the first game? Was it the... Chicago. Yes, obviously. Okay, of course. Yeah, Celtics team loves to blow leads. This was a thing that happened last year as well. Uh, and let's just talk about it right here. We, before we hit the record button... Sam and I were talking about the Cavaliers a little bit. Um, I thought the Cavs looked good. I don't necessarily think they're going to be like a you know a top team in the East, obviously, but I, I think they're definitely a play-in team at the very least. But you, you were giving your thoughts as well. Well, I, I agree. I think that's about where I would put them. But that being said, you shouldn't be blowing 19-point leads really to anyone, but especially not a play-in team. Um, okay, so the Celtics got ran ran through by Ricky Rubio yesterday. I mean, he was the one that really spearheaded that comeback. He was really making a good impact, getting wherever he wanted and setting guys up. And there was nothing yeah. they could do about that. You've got Schroeder, who has been the best guy on this team the last couple of games, which is not something that says good things about this team. Not that Schroeder, I think it's more of a testament to him playing well, but it's also the team also hasn't been very good. Yes. But. He should not be the best guy in your team. He's found money at this point, though, so it's a step in the right direction of him playing this well. But even going back to Friday, that's not a game that should have been close either. It's Milwaukee with no one playing for him. Why Why is that an overtime game? I agree with you. I agree with you. And, you know, looking through the green-colored goggles, obviously the Cavs aren't a very, you know, elite basketball team. But in the grand scheme of the NBA, they're good. And, again, this is not – I'm not making – They're a playing team, Celtics. Jack. That doesn't I know. mean they're good. I, I know. My you throw the word good around way too easily. Quality. They're a quality basketball team. They're not the Magic. They're not the Pacers. They're not the Thunder. They're a quality basketball team. I like team. that you've put Pacers in that lower <laughs> threshold. <laughs> I just knew you would agree with it, so I threw it in. My point is, there's no excuse for blowing a 19-point lead. Um, shout out the Cavs for spearheading it, but the Celtics played like crap. You know, they they didn't play well. They a lot had of turnovers. A lot of great bad shots. first half. They looked great in the first half. They were killing it. They, they played good basketball. They were moving it. They were playing good defense. As a whole, their defense that game wasn't bad. They just, the offense fell apart in the second half, and that's really what I saw as the main issue. Um, obviously, there were defensive lapses as well. The Cavs didn't shoot well from three in the second half, but they kind of let them you know, get their way into the paint. Like you said, Rubio spearheaded the offense. Jared Allen uh, got some easy buckets. Evan Mobley made some crazy tough shots, but he, he was getting to the block as well. Um, the offense was the real thing for me that, stood out as the main issue in that second half, right? Like you're moving the ball. Well, you're getting decent shots. You're driving to the paint in the first half. And then you revert back to this isolation hero ball in the second half. And that's just sounds like I'm a broken record, but that's what happened, right? Like you can't, there's no excuses for blowing a lead like that and letting the Cavs, you know, come back into the game. And one of my takeaways was they had no response 
for the comeback. Usually when a team goes on a run, right? You see someone hits a big shot. You see, you know, you make a couple stops in a row. You, you stop it. Ime Udoki even called a couple times out. And then the Celtics came out and they did nothing. They played the same way. They made no changes to their game plan. And they just let the Cavs run right back into it. You know what I'm saying? They they made a couple of those plays, I want to say, in the third quarter. Because yeah, ever since the second half had started, Cleveland was kind of flirting with that comeback. They were making mm-hmm. an effort at it. You could tell. You could feel it was coming. They're playing and, with energy. They were playing good basketball. Yes. That's what it was. But at the same time, they would get it to 12, and then the Celtics would hit a three. Or yep. I think it was Grant got an and one. Like There, there was a couple plays there, was there a little that... Things, yeah. Yeah, that they were able to do to kind of halt the run. And then they kind of stopped doing that. They, You're right. Like It seems almost like when they have to hit the panic button, that's what they do is they play iso ball and stuff. Like I think Schroeder had a pretty solid game, but he still turned the ball over like three or four times in a row to start the fourth yep. quarter, which didn't help the cause. Um, I think efficiency-wise, he was great, and I'd like him to continue playing like that. I've seen some takes saying he's calling his number too much on Twitter, which I can see. I, I can see it, but what do you want on yeah. him yesterday? There's nobody else that's efficiently scoring. Tatum had more shots than he had points. Yeah, it's frustrating when you get like that, and I think that's a big reason why Schroeder got the final shot, which I didn't love. I think he the got the final they shot because they couldn't get it to Tatum. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so, they yeah. wanted Tatum on the baseline uh, close to the benches there. And they couldn't get they denied ball, so they had to give it to Schroeder. See, I wasn't I wasn't too upset with the fact that Schroeder took the final shot. It, if anything, I think he deserved the final it. shot with how he's been yes. playing the past couple of days. I don't love the way they got the shot, uh, if that makes sense. I wish that what you say makes more sense uh, than what I was going to say. What I was going to say is if that play was drawn up for Schroeder, they needed to move Tatum around more off the ball. You know, cause some disruption, cause everyone to scramble a little bit. Maybe Chetty Osman looks over for a second. Schroeder gets a step, something like that. But all they did was Schroeder take the ball, everyone else stand there. And even if that was a broken play and it was supposed to go to Tatum, you got to keep moving off the ball. You can't just stand there like a deer in headlights. And that's something we've seen the Celtics do all season long. It, whether it's in the second quarter just to get a shot, whether it's the final shot of the game, whether it's the first play of the game. It's a lot of, okay, if we're running an isolation play, everyone else stands still. They don't mask it as any other sort of play. It's so obvious when the Celtics are going to isolation. Isolation baskets are fine, right? Tatum's a decent isolation player in, you know, in theory, right? He's not by the numbers. They beat Milwaukee off isolation. They just ran shorter and switched him against Portis every single time, and he scored. Exactly, because they ran the switch and they masked the play and had off-ball movement. Half the time, they just send him there, and there's nothing to distract. It's just, okay, here's isolation. You know, play one-on-one. And not that the Cavs are, you know, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo or, like, these elite defenders, but they're a good defensive team. They're, like, they're, they're like a top-ten defensive team in the They're in the top the ranks. They're, like, sixth. They're, like, the yeah. sixth team in defensive rating. And Chetty Osman, you know, as much as it was frustrating, he played great defense on both of those final possessions, right? He, he, he was mad about the foul on Tatum, right? He shouldn't have dove. But before he took the dive and Tatum hit that shot, he was playing good defense. He played great defense on Schroeder, right? You're going against these guys that are clearly decent one-on-one defenders, and you're doing nothing to mask the fact that you're going to an isolation play. That's not going to work. Yeah, I mean— I think the final shot they got was okay. I would have liked it to be a layup from Schroeder just because that's what he was yeah, probably I didn't doing think best. It was bad. Yeah. But at the same time, like 
All right. I mean, it was a broken play. Like, I'm not worked up about that. I don't understand why Smart intentionally fouled Garland. I'm not going to go off on him either. I think he played fine. Had I don't think he did yesterday. intentionally. Cause he was no, he did. Afterwards. He did. He, he complained. Afterwards, he was complaining because he wanted it to be on the floor. So essentially, uh... you should. this is something we should be mad about. He made that mistake last Saturday against Dallas, fouled Luka yeah. when they would have got the ball back. And then he tried to do it again against Garland. He, yeah, he did yeah. the same thing, except they called it on the shot. So he got free throws out of it. They had Smart, him, too. Smart Rob was right there. It. Rob yeah. was there. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't really want to get on Smart because I think, one, he's backed up his comments or whatever. Like, he's been pretty solid ever since he ripped everybody. The team has been playing better since he ripped everybody. Well, they've been winning. I don't know. Yeah. Their defense has been much better. Even yesterday, Their you, defense could, you can't really rip great. the defense. They held them to, what, 90 points? 91, yeah. They've been great. And I'll say this. As frustrating, obviously, clearly frustrating loss. You, you have no business losing that game, and you'd be the first one to say that. I'm saying it even, and I'm usually Mr. Positive, and I'm going to be in a second. But there's no reason to blow a 19-point lead. They've gone 4-2 and two in the last six games, and the two games they've lost have been a crazy Lucas shot and then this obviously, you know, they blew the lead, which is this is a bad loss in general. But it's not like they're getting blown out anymore, which is it's huge. They haven't gotten blown out in, what, six games? What was the loss that they lost before that? The Bulls? Yeah, the Bulls. And they really haven't been loss. blown out all season. They lost the blowout to Toronto in the home opener. And then Chicago. And the Bulls, the Bulls game ended in a blowout. But really, that, that was to me wasn't a blowout because you blew the game. Yeah. I mean, you were up 19 points. It's not like they were routing you the whole time like Toronto yeah. was. Last night. Okay, they did a better job of holding off the run than they did against Chicago because Chicago just went right through them, shot like ninety yep. percent in the fourth quarter. Like it was, it was better than the Chicago game. If you want to, you know, rank <laughs> yeah. them, rank these horrible losses, but it's it's unacceptable. I think the Cavs are nowhere near the team Chicago is. I don't even think Chicago is that great of a team, but their record says they are. They're watching them play. I thought their ball movement was very impressive. So. I kind of chalk it up to that. They're a good team. They might, not have the, they might not have the talent that you think, but they they play like a good basketball team, if that makes but sense. The Cavs, the Cavs are not a team you should be blowing that lead to. I don't care no. how good people think they've been, what the stats say, you know, the defensive rating, fine. Six bet, best yeah. defense, but okay, you're up 19 points. They're going to score some points to get back in the game. Stopping you is not going to do all the work. Mm-hmm. You're letting... Yeah. Guys get wide open looks. Ricky Rubio, of all people, tears you apart. Are you kidding me? Ricky Rubio is the guy that's going to lead them back against Celtics? Like, what are, the, what are they doing? They, they, nothing. It's the answer to your question, Sam. They and weren't doing I anything. Don't, I don't even want to rip Tatum that much. I think his efficiency is in the trash, but I didn't really notice a lack of effort too, too much yesterday. You might disagree or might have noticed something I didn't, but I didn't see him really moping around or, you know... I will say this. I thought his shot selection was really bad. I think he took one. He was one of eight from three and kept chucking the sidestep threes. He keeps electing to shoot tough fallaways instead of like taking an extra step in towards the back uh, basket. I don't know. He's got to He's got to figure this out. And he's at least from what I've seen has gotten a little bit better around the rim these last couple games. But yeah. I don't know. Except he's, for that Mobley one. That was called back from goaltending. That was well, that was a block. 
I, I, it was a block, but I'm saying like, what do you want out of him in that situation? He, he left it. He left it hanging there. Dunk it. Dunk the ball. I'm sorry. Like if you're you're right there, and obviously this is just nitpicking. As, like it's whatever. As someone that's never dunked a basketball, <laughs> I will say I I have no place to talk, so I, I, I will leave and, that one alone. Again, this is nitpicking, and it was a great play by Mobley. Right, he made an incredible block. That was that was good. You're right there, and it just seemed like you left it hanging for a second too long, Tatum. And this is just a theory, and again, it's Nick pick, Nick picking. You think he was looking for contact? Because that's something Tatum does. He looks for contact at all times, and he's getting fouled on some of these shots, like that. Um, I figured it was what maybe it was a Chetty, uh, Chetty Osmond play where he came in from behind and smacked Tatum when he was laying the ball up. I remember that one. The Rob play at the half was a foul. Rob got murdered. Yeah, that Jared was a foul. Allen. That was a um, foul. Those are the small things I was noting. We, we were talking about this on pregame the other day. Those are the small things I'm talking about when I'm saying the refs are missing some some contact. Calls. Okay, they're missing it. Fine. I know. No, I agree. I agree, with, I, I I agree with you on the especially the dunk where he didn't get a call. I yeah. thought he got fouled. But to me, that was what I, I mean. It's not like everybody else is getting these calls, and the Celtics aren't. You know, like yeah, I know. Nope, what you mean. they're just not calling it, which is fine. I know. If I know. You're I calling know. it. One, I don't want to sit and watch a bunch of guys shoot free throws. I don't. I think this is the most fun, despite the outcomes of the games I've had watching basketball in a couple of years. I agree with you. Two, it's even. They are calling the same no calls, calls for every team. There's very rare instances where I was like, wow, like I'm surprised I got called. And it, when it was, it was when the Celtics played, was it Dallas that? No. It was in Miami. They were getting a lot of... I was texting you about it. Remember? I was like, yeah, I think yeah, they're yeah. getting a whistle here. I think they're going to get screwed in the second half, and they end up didn't. Yeah. They didn't end up doing that. But, I mean, they got a lot of those bump, you know, and throw the ball up fouls, and that's just not going to happen. We saw Smart try it against Dallas last week, and uh, I'm fine with it. it. Don't, don't call it. Don't call it. That's nobody. Nobody's shooting like that. I agree with you. It's a if you play at the park, in... you're not going to shoot like that. You're going to play yeah, yeah. because you have to call your own fouls. You're not going to purposely take a shot in the park just so you can call a foul. No, I agree with you, and I think it's a massive step in the right direction. This has been the best basketball I think we've seen in years uh, in terms of the quality, um, especially on the defensive end. Obviously, it's fun to watch players play their hearts out, but the, I, I'm I'm seeing the biggest thing I'm talking about. And again, this is, it's not the end of the world. It's just those things around the rim, right? You're going up strong and you're, you're not getting calls, which is fine in the grand scheme of things. But when you do get hacked, you know, it's, it's frustrating and I can understand the frustration. Um, at the same time though, as a fan, the product on the court, it's, it's great to watch. So, um, keep moving. And even Udunka doesn't have it either. He, he's having none of it. He's saying, get back. You see him every time they're trying yeah, to good for him. get back. I love it. No. Yeah. I love it. I'm loving Ime. Um, Tatum, the thing you were saying, I'm not, gonna knock tatum for the effort but i think the shots were bad that that's that's the main takeaway i had was bad my main thing with tatum at this point all season we've been you know harping on his effort harping on his ability to make an impact without scoring uh and he's gotten better at it and so we've given him his praise i'm sick of it now though score the ball tatum that's your one job i'm sorry you're the superstar on this team you can do other things but when you think of jason tatum what do you think you think okay he's gonna give you buckets and he's not doing that. And there's a ceiling on this team if Jason Tatum is not shooting, you know, 45% from the field. And that might seem like a high number. But right now, is he even shooting That's 40%? not a high number. Exactly. When you said that, I'm like, that's pretty pathetic. That's what we're shooting for here. Exactly. So I, I don't know his splits off the top of my head. I'm going to go look right now. But it's not good. He, it's it's not that. 38.8% from the field, 32% from three. That's Tatum, ridiculous. man. 
at some point, you got to turn it around because the Celtics, as good as they can be on the defensive end, which they've been great, and you'll be the first to admit, I'll be the first to admit, they've been great on the yep. defensive end these past six games. They've, they've been figured amazing. it out defensively. Great. If Tatum is not making shots, the Celtics are not going to win as many games as they should. And that, that's just how it's going to work with he's the, when he's a starting team. And it, you're seeing it emphasized more without Brown playing. And even though they're winning more as Brown has been out, which there's no correlation to, they've just picked it up on defense as a whole, I think, which is good. You're missing that shot creator. And I think, and maybe this is a hot take, if Brown was there and Tatum was out, I think they would have won a couple of these games. And I'm, I'm not trying no, to start I, I that agree. narrative, but you know what I'm saying. No, like I think Brown's been far more efficient and I think he typically takes better shots. Like you don't yes. see a lot of these stupid sidestep threes, which is fine. Like it's your shot, whatever you practice it. Who am I to tell you not to take a shot that you're consistently working on? Like fine, but there's a time for it. And it's not early in the shot clock where you, when you should be doing it. It feels like that happens way too much. Brown, he plays much more under control. And you want to talk about a shot creator. I feel like Schroeder's creating a lot of shots. Yes, I agree with you. And they're at the rim. And if, mm-hmm. if he's getting stuffed at the rim, he's finding somewhere to put the ball that's not, you know, into the guy's hand. I will say this. He has turned it over a lot. Yeah. He needs to He needs to get better on that. But what he's giving you in terms of shot creation is what this team needs, which is why you're seeing them play better because he's getting kind of more of a nod to, I guess, if you will, call his own number as people are complaining about. I don't know. The guy's getting to the rim and finishing, which is what we wanted to Tatum, and Tatum's not been doing it. Thank you. You gave me the perfect segue. You've been harping on this all season. Tatum's not finishing at the rim, right? He's just not. And I don't necessarily think he's ever been a great finisher at the rim. I mean, he's been good at it. But the biggest difference this year is he goes up looking for calls. And he's always done that, right? Throughout his career, he goes up looking for call in the past few years. He goes up looking for call. And usually he, you know, he's never gotten as many as some of the other superstars around the league. But he's getting more than he got this season. That's clear. The difference between him and Jalen and even him and Schroeder, Schroeder and Brown look to finish. Tatum looks for the call. And that's why you're seeing such a big difference when Schroeder and Brown are, you know, driving to the hoop and running the offense versus when Tatum is. Tatum's not making the shots because he's not looking to make the shots. He's looking to get a foul call. That's not how you play basketball. And obviously, like you said, you've never dunked a basketball. I've never played a professional basketball game. So I don't know, you know, the ins and outs or whatever you want to say. But I can tell when Tatum's looking for a call. Right. And obviously he's an amazing player and he's going to figure it out eventually, knock on what I hope. But you can't play like that. And that's another huge reason why I think Brown would have helped the Celtics win these past couple games against Dallas and Cleveland, because he's going to make the shots and he's not going to go complaining. And when he when Jalen complains, you know, something's wrong. I'll say that when Jalen complains, you know, they missed something and he goes to the basket hard and he's one of the best players. I mean, just you can tell from the eye test around the rim. If you're driving and finishing, Jalen Brown's going to make the shot. And that's because he doesn't care if he gets contact. He's going to focus on putting the ball in the basket. And that's the thing I was talking about on that Mobley block. Tatum's looking for a call. He's letting it hang there, waiting for contact, and he got blocked. That's because of it. If that's Jalen, he puts it in the hoop. Puts it on the glass at the very least, right? Because then they can't get a goaltend. But. Well, I'll say this, and you'll probably agree with this. If you just, like, I don't know, if, if you're going to sit around all day and you want to watch tape of Tatum around the rim and Brown around the rim and how they go about trying to finish, Tatum is so often trying to reach around guys and yes. avoid contact Brown will use his body and kind of shoot with two hands, whereas mm-hmm. Tatum will, you know, use his length to try and 
literally reach around these defenders and it, it's not working for him. It's finesse versus strength. And clearly yes. one is the better option, right? And I'm so sick of people like, especially Scow on the broadcast, <laughs> like hyping up how much stronger Tatum is because he's not playing any different and he's playing worse. Yesterday, I almost like lost it. Tatum was having the game he was having. He hit like two out of three shots in the third, like towards the end of the third or whatever. He hit a three and Scow was like saying he was on fire. I'm like, buddy, are we watching the same game? <laughs> Where He's not on fire. He can't find no. anything. No. And I mean, that layup he hit was impressive or whatever, but that's not how you want to play, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not the way Tatum and he is stronger. You can only see it, but he's not playing like it. Like you said, no, like, he doesn't. Not... If he was trying to finish around the rim like Brown finishes around the rim, he would be better. Yeah, he would be astronomically better. I don't know why he doesn't do that. And it's easier said than done is, you know, watching someone drive and trying to think about what you're doing as you're going in. Yeah, it's it's more than meets the eye, but it's pretty ridiculous. I'm sick of hearing how big he is because he's he's not playing like it. No, he has to play like it. Um, we've touched on Schroeder a few times, but I just want to talk about him a little bit more in depth because he's been he's been great. I mean, outside of the turnovers, like you said, that's obviously been a glaring issue. But he's been, I would say, the most consistent Celtic since Jalen Brown uh, got sidelined with a hamstring injury. Right now, I mean, on the season, he's averaging 17 points, four rebounds, five and a half assists. Those are great numbers, and it's exactly what you want from Schroeder. Um, I think it's honestly more than you might have expected. I mean, most people are saying, yeah, give me 13, 15. He's averaging 17 right now. Uh, his shooting splits are up. The three-point shot is looking a lot better than it has in recent games. Uh, but the driving to the rim, Sam, you brought it up on the pregame. He's the, what, top 10 in the league in drives per game? Like, he's playing great. Yeah, he averages like 15. It's probably more after yesterday. It felt like he was driving every time he hit the ball. 15 drives per game. Like, yeah. that's what they need. It just gets the offense going. Mm-hmm. It makes the defense have to work. That's, okay, I talked about Ricky Rubio. He was getting wherever he wanted. And it made the defense have to scramble. That's what's Mm -hmm. making Schroeder so impactful. Yeah, he's scoring a bunch of points. Fantastic. I'm so happy he's scoring because no one else is doing it. But he's he's been fantastic. He's initiating. Like, if he has to have the ball in his hands the whole time, I honestly don't even care. I'm I'm willing to live with the turnovers every once in a while. He's he's the only one that. And I, I might be just kind of biased. Maybe I like him more than the other guys or whatever, but I just think he's playing better than these other players are. Clearly, and there is. are a lot of people that I'm seeing like they're upset with him. So I don't get it. I don't understand it. What do you want him to do? It's the same argument you can make for smart last year when you have all these injuries. Like, why is he taking so many shots? Because no one else is playing well. No one else is doing anything. Well, he's what efficient. Do I don't I don't want to exactly. take all the shots he wants. He's efficient. He's playing well. Exactly. I'm getting the point. Why, why is Tatum taking so many shots? That's where I'm starting yes. to get. I agree. Did it's a bit extreme because he is the guy, and we've. it's not that he's not proven it, but Jesus, man. Like, I don't know. Just take better shots. He, he took eight threes yesterday. He made one. Figure it yeah. out. Schroeder took 19 shots last night, but if he's making 10 of those 19 shots, why are you going to complain? He took four threes, made two of them. shots he takes if he's shooting over 50%. Yeah, and he made six free throws, and he shot like six for six from the line, too. He's I, the only guy that can still on this team. <clears throat> exactly. You want to know why? Because he drives to the rim without yeah. looking for contact, and he just embraces it like Jalen Brown. If we're, we're going to throw a praise around, we should uh, talk about Rob Williams, too, because I he's have been it on, fantastic. 
I have it on the slate. But before that, I just want to throw this stat at you because it backs up your point and my point. That's... Schroeder, Schroeder, 16 drives a game. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yep, top ten in the league. Shooting 50% on those drives on 6.6 shots a game. Tatum, 13 and a half drives a game, taking 6.3, shooting 40% on drives. So it, everything we've said obviously has statistical backup as well. We're not just complaining for the sake of complaining. But yeah, I have it next on my sheet here. Robert Williams, I mean, he's been absolutely phenomenal these past two games. This last stretch, honestly, he's doing everything you want from him. Um, in our pregame show, which you guys should check out at Guy Boston Sports on YouTube, where they're 30 minutes for every Celtics game. We had some people in the chat saying, you know, Rob needs to step up and be the third string scorer. I don't think he needs to do that. I think the, the way he's playing right now is exactly what you want from Rob. Last night he had 12 points, 16 rebounds, five offensive boards, you know, three assists even, three blocks of steal. Like, he's filling up the stat sheet with everything you need from your center. Yeah, I mean, the people that are saying they want him to be the third scoring option, that doesn't make sense. I don't necessarily see him as a scoring option at all, and I'll explain that. Like, okay... Yes, I think he should be scoring you points. That's fine. Yeah, 12, even like up to like 16 points, whatever he's going to score. It's just when when someone's a scoring option, that means you're expecting them to carry the load and maybe like have to force things. Rob is at his best when the game's just kind of coming to him. He's playing so well because, one, people are getting used to playing with him, I think. Whatever was going on with him early in the season, he's shaken off. He might have been hurt, sick, whatever. He didn't look as, you know, springy as he does now. But he's not the guy that's going to create shots in the post or anything. He's there to catch, finish, crash the offensive glass, and he's doing all of that so well playing with energy. That's why we're all looking at him like, oh, my goodness, he's playing so great. Yeah, and... Even what Chris Forsberg brought up on the broadcast, he's what uh, on pace to set the record for most alley-oop finishes alley-oop, this yeah. season. What else could you want from Robert Williams, right? He's shooting. He, he's going to smash the Celtics all-time field goal percentage record at this rate, and he's taking a lot of shots. And as long as he stays on the court, knock on wood, he he's going to make this sort of impact, right? Sixteen rebounds. He's six foot eight. Like I know that's his job, yeah, but like that's a lot of them are offensive guy. too. He is hustling exactly. his ass off on that offensive glass, keeping possessions alive, and he's getting easy looks off it, put backs or, you know, come back down, go back up with a layup or whatever he's got to do. And I think, to his credit, you know, me saying he's not creating his own shot in the post or whatever, I think he's gotten much better at finishing around the rim that's not dumps on layups, you know? Like, yes. he's making, like, little hook float shots three, four feet from the basket. That's what I was just going to say. Dunk everything. Even those little floaters he's making over people off offensive rebounds, he's he's nailing them now, which is great. And I, I mean, obviously, when we're talking about offensive rebounds, I have to touch on you know those little tip outs he makes because yeah, those are changing the way the Celtics have been playing. Right, Celtics not shooting the ball well this season, clearly, right from what you see. But if on half of their on five of the attempts they miss per game, which doesn't seem like a lot, but that's a big percentage of misses, Rob's just kicking them back out. Like that's such a huge, huge thing to have at your disposal, at disposable, at your disposal. And before last game on our pregame show, I said this is probably going to be his best test of the season. Jared Allen only had nine rebounds. He's averaging twelve. Right? That's Robert Williams yeah. right there. That's Rob. He's getting in great rebounding position. He's I shutting also, other centers down. It's it's great. 
I also think Smart did a great job of boxing out. There are a couple times I legitimately noticed him box yes. some guy out, which is not something at least <laughs> I typically notice during a basketball game watching it. But yeah, not to, you know, shove him in there. You know, he only had two points, whatever. Oh, five. Smart. But I mean, he's doing he's playing hard. A lot of steals, you know, and I'll say at least it was only over five. I'll put, I'll put that out there. At least. Ooh, yeah. Like shocking. there wasn't a time in the game yesterday. You said, wow, you know, like he's really screwing them. Why is he taking that? Why shot? is he? Yeah. Like, OK, he fouled, he fouled Garland at the end, which I still think I can. I don't know how he's going to justify that. Like, OK, he was upset because he thought it would be a call where it was on the floor. Yeah. But then you you give them the end of the game. I like I would rather just have them score there and have the chance to tie it, which is like what they mm-hmm. got. But I don't I don't get that. Yeah, no, it it was a bad foul. Obviously, I mean he was trying to make a play on the ball and trying to foul on the floor or whatever. It's just just play stand up defense. And like I said earlier, Rob was there. I, I think he could have had that block. I think Garland was screwed if Marcus didn't foul him there. So that was well, that Rob was frustrating blocked as well. the ball. But Marcus so fouled. smart fouled Garland. Garland gets a shot at smart blocks and then Rob off the deflection blocks it again. Yeah, it, it, like, was, it was, I, that's to your point. I like no doubt in my mind. He was blocking that. Yeah. And I don't think Garland was passing. He's no Ricky Rubio. No, he's a great player. Garland looked good though, especially in the first half, but it looked fine. He was going to shoot there. So, um, yeah, Rob's been great. You love what you see from him. I think having Al might've helped. Obviously you're missing some of your players. That's never going to be a good thing. Um, but overall, it was just you can't you can't blow that. I, I don't care who you were missing. You're up 19. No, I agree with you. It's know, one thing if you get blown the doors blown off the whole game and you're like, well, you know, we didn't have this guy. But you showed us all for like three and a half quarters that you can all play just fine with the squad you have and build a lead. There's no reason why you shouldn't win that game. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. Um and Rob looked great covering for Al anyway, so it's not like you were missing too much of a paint presence because Rob was Grant great. was okay, too. I thought he did a good job knocking down his shots. Yeah, he went three he for three. He double digits. Yeah, he, he had 11, up, 11 points, yeah. four for five from the field, five rebounds. I mean, that's that's all you got to ask for from Grant Williams. If Grant Williams can give you 10 points, he had a good game. Um, I do want to talk about, though, speaking of Grant, some of the lineups Udoko was running. And I, I want to talk about them in a positive light because he there was one point on the court where I saw a lineup of Pritchard, Romeo, Neesmith, Grant, Jabari Parker, which is very weird. But I like the fact that he's experimenting because throughout this whole season, right, it's been very obvious what Udoka wants to do with his rotations, right? If someone's out, you know who's going to start. If a guard is out, Schroeder's going to start. If a big man is out, Grant's going to start. Past that, you know, I, I would assume Romeo, but I don't really know. Maybe probably Jay Rich, honestly, before that. But you know what he's going to do. And I think though the Celtics have been playing really well these past six games, there have been these little lapses where you're like, okay, we could use a little bit more of this. We could use a little bit more of this. And the fact that he's experimenting, I enjoy. Um, but yeah, I'm curious what you thought of those rotations and who you thought, you know, look good, who looked bad, stuff like that. Well, there were a lot of people I saw, like, because I, I looked at a lot of different places for people to be complaining today just because I was curious what people were saying. <laughs> yeah. Because there's so many different things you could point at. And I don't think Yudoka's one of them. Ironically no. enough, I, I think he was fine. Like, oh, I don't know. They, I, I, I think it's a bunch of bullshit when coaches get blamed for things, to be honest with you. Unless it's blatant. Like, maybe not calling timeouts or whatever. Like, I thought it was bullshit that Stevens was getting blamed for things last year. I just didn't think it was fair. Yep. I think it's on the guys on the floor. But um, 
a lot of people were complaining about the bench. The bench didn't play well, blah, blah, blah. Well, you were missing one of your key bench players in Richardson. So that, mm-hmm. that makes it tough. You, he had, you may had to go to a lot of different guys yesterday. Two of your bench you players are in the starting lineup now, right? Like, yeah, Schroeder and Grant I, are both starting. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I, I still have the biggest issue with Tatum not being Tatum. But I, I thought that's what it is. I thought it was nice to see Pritchard get some run. I thought he looked more aggressive yesterday. I don't know what's going on with some of these guys on the bench, though, him included. He was so great last year. I do think it hurts that he doesn't get minutes, but even in the preseason, he kicked ass. So I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, he shot over five, over two from three. And he he's hesitating is what I'm seeing, right? You see some of these open looks earlier in the season, in the preseason and summer league, like you said, he's just pulling, right? He doesn't care if he's five feet behind the line. He's pulling and he's draining them. Now he's hesitating. And I think part of it is, like you've been saying, he's not getting consistent runs, so he's not as confident. But at the same time, like, that's the biggest thing. If you're not getting consistent run to be able to come in off the bench, like Grant Williams is great, is it? Grant Williams pulls. Like you can you can knock Grant Williams all he wants. If he yeah, sees an open look, he's gonna is, shoot. That is one thing about Grant. It seems like when um, you know, his name's called, he's always ready. Going back to his exactly. rookie season, you know, he it was always something when we would do pods during that bubble run that I was always enamored with. Guy would yep. sit for three quarters and come in, in the fourth and make big plays. Yep. It's, it was great. I mean, even in the playoffs, you saw him. He didn't play that almost the whole game seven versus Toronto. He comes in, he blocks the final. Like, yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't argue against that. That's something Grant's great yeah. at. And I'm, and I'm a think, big advocate for, you know, it's tough for these guys to get confidence when they have to sit on the bench and then, uh, you, you know, ready, hope though. their one shot yeah. of the game goes in or whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, when you have somebody like Grant coming in, making his first two threes as, you know, when he's starting. Yeah after not really playing a lot or whatever, it's it's tough to defend it as much, but I still stand by it. It is tough for Neesmith and Pritchard to be able to get things going when they're playing once in a blue moon, get one shot a game when they're out there. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It, it's tough. It's definitely tough. Pritchard's averaging 11 minutes a game. Um, Neesmith's averaging nine. Romeo's averaging 20 minutes a game, which is kind of wild, but I mean, he's he deserves it, right? He's been, I, I've said this all season, him and Grant have been the only consistent shooters uh, on the team. You could throw Jabari Parker in there uh, as well, but he didn't play necessarily too great last game. But I, I did like what I saw from Jabari because he was, again, just like Grant, he was not afraid. He was in there. People he was were running pissed the floor. about Jabari. That was one I guy wasn't. that was kind of universal. Were you? Upset. Uh, I thought he was trying to do a little bit too much, but I didn't. it wasn't something that glared to me. See, my thing is, who else in that lineup is going to score the basketball? Yeah, that that's kind of where I was standing. <laughs> I'm, I was just like, well, like, yeah, he looks like he's kind of doing a lot. But at the same time, at least he's trying, which sounds so stupid to say when you're talking about a basketball player in the NBA. But no, no, it, it I mean, counts. It counts. He, especially he's for guys like, like trying that. trying to take on the brunt of responsibility, which he's done pretty well this year. So when yeah, he's got minutes, say. he's been efficient and he's made a difference. So I don't blame him for trying to do the same thing he's been doing all year. Yeah. And at the same time, it's not like he took 10 shots. He went one for four, right? Yeah. It's not the end of the world. And even with that one for four performance, he's shooting 55% on the year and 50% from three and five games. Like it's yeah. not like he's been bad up to that point and then tried to get a rhythm. He's been hot all season. And I mean, at the same time, if he came in and nailed that above the break three and nailed so many shots, everyone would love him. Right. You can't knock a guy for trying to get hot. And it's not like he took a ridiculous amount of shots. I, I liked what I saw from Jabari. 
Um, I, I want Romeo to get even more run, honestly. Uh, I think Grant should get a tiny bit more as well. And simply because of the fact, which I've been hammering this all season, ever since we talked with Bobby and it opened my eyes, they don't have shooters and they need shooters. And that's a big thing. And the Celtics have not shot. Uh, I'm curious to see uh, how many games this season they've shot above a certain percentage because it can't I'm be still, good right now. I'm still expecting the team as a whole to shoot better eventually. Maybe know, not man. today, but I hope so. I I, at least Tatum, Tatum is going to eventually shoot better. I think, I don't think he's going to suck forever. I just think he sucks now and he'll eventually figure it out. We've seen him suck before and figure it out. Like it's not, it's not something that we've never seen out of him before. It's just probably the longest extended period of time where he hasn't been great and it's getting annoying. And I, I don't, I don't think it's fair to blame some of these other guys. If you're not going to blame him, I will, I, I will lay off him. On the effort side, though, I don't I don't see him moping around and being upset because his shot's not falling or whatever. Like, I don't see that as a problem, which is a good thing. But I think going forward, he needs to take better shots. I, he should yeah. only take eight threes in a game if he's made his first two out of three or whatever. You know, he needs, like that, to, yeah. he needs to figure it out. There's too many threes out of Tatum at bad times. Yeah, and... I mean, the Celtics are taking a lot of threes this season. I don't know where they stand now, but I know they're top 10 in the league or hovering around there for the most part. But they're not shooting too well, which, I mean, if you've watched the games, you can obviously obviously tell that. They've shot above 35% from three three different times this season in how, however many games they've played. What is it, 13 games now? It's not exactly the best percentage in the world you want to see from your team. Celtics are digging the 10th most threes in the league per game. They're taking 36.8 and they're shooting. Uh, where is it? Uh, they're shooting. Oh, wow. Wait, really? They're not shooting that. Bad. Oh, yeah, no. They're shooting 32.6% from three, which is bottom six in the league, bottom five in the league. There's no really excuse for that. I mean, you have a couple other good teams down shooting that much. Um, the Jazz are taking a lot, not shooting well. The Mavericks as well, but. If you're going to shoot that many threes, you got to shoot at least 35%, in my opinion. And again, like you said, maybe they'll turn it around, but a big part of that has been Tatum. A big part of that has been the lineups they choose to put out there, which, again, it's not really Udoka's fault because there aren't many quality shooters on the Celtics. Um, Romeo and Grant are two of them, but even them, they, they're young. They're not ha- they haven't done it for years. Um, and at the same time, like there's not many options around the league for you to trade for you know quality shooters that are available right now. And that's just... It's tough, and you need these guys to develop and shoot better and go on a run. And like you said, I think they will eventually, but right now it's ugly. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. I don't want to see them shooting this many threes. Despite my belief that a lot of them aren't bad shots or whatever, I think there's a lot of times where they feel like they have to take threes when they really don't. Like, I don't know why with the shooting they have on the team, right? Like, let's say it is awful, which it's not great. I'm not saying it's good, but there are a lot of times where I think the looks they get are okay and the shot just doesn't fall. But at the same time, okay, why are you game planning to shoot all these threes? Yeah. Just take mid-range shots. It's not going to, you know, kill you. For example, Al Horford hasn't been great from three, but it seems like every time he's shooting from the mid-range, he gets it to go. Mm -hmm. I agree. I mean, it's not like the Celtics aren't driving the ball out either. They're top 10 in the league in drives, right? They're taking those shots. They're not necessarily shooting amazing on drives, but they're like middle of the pack. So it, like you said, 
it's their non-willingness to shoot the mid-range shots. And I think in years past, that's a really good game plan. But with the way the game has changed so quickly in this one year, I, I really think mid-range shots, excuse me, are more important. And, th- and that's weird to think about, especially how the game has trended uh, over the years. But you, you got to take the shots. And Tatum takes a lot of them, but he's not, <laughs> he's not necessarily making them all. I'm curious to see how many mid-range shots they take and, and compared to the rest of the league. And of course, you know me, I'm going to look at the stats. Um, they actually are top 10 in mid-range shots, too. Um, they just shoot 38.5% from there, which isn't ideal. Actually, the Celtics just take a lot of shots in general. Like They're, they're top five in the league in shots attempted. Which they is a good thing. over 90 shots a game. Very it's good. It's a good thing. Very good. They're just not shooting well. They're also bottom 10 in field goal percentage and bottom five in three-point percentage. So they're just not falling, and it, it's frustrating. Um, where are they in assists? They're bottom 10 in assists. I assume they're top. Says Carly would made shots though, so don't look into that too much, listeners. I know you know that, Jack, but if you're listening yep. and you're like, well, they don't pass the ball enough, it's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. Um, they're middle of the pack in free throws, toward you know, 13th. Not ideal. Um, the, the reason they take so many shots though is because they're top, you know, 11 in offensive rebounding. And shout out Robert Williams, that's a big part of it. Yep. Um, in rebounding in general, they're top 10 team. When's the last time you could say that about the Celtics? They're a top 10 rebounding team. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> so that's clearly not the issue this year yeah they were 15th last year in rebounding the year before that they were i don't know maybe they were higher up their eighth but robert williams and al horford have had a really good impact on this team and i think the double bigs are working in the way that brad wanted them to last year yeah um, you just have better players you know uh, uh horford and williams is better than thompson and tice uh, and that's just that's just how it is but yeah um I don't know. The offense has just got to get hot eventually. You're not even hot. They just got to level out because right now it's ugly. You got to make your shots, and that's a big thing. And we've seen progress, I think, with the Schroeder drives and you know moving the ball a little bit. Smart's been a better passer, I will say, in the last few games. Tatum's been a more willing passer. I've said yeah, that Smart over and over again. But, yesterday, so yeah. Just just to put that out there. Yeah, he didn't yeah. score, but whatever. He's he's buying into his role, which is important, and. Schroeder needs to keep doing what he's doing. If Tatum, if Tatum's just playing like better, they win these games. Like that's what I'm you, saying. You man. can point at all these things. Guys can't make threes. There's no shooting on this team. You know, uh, the bench wasn't good enough yesterday. Whatever. If he shoots 12 of 22 instead of eight of 22, they win yesterday. Mm-hmm. If he elects to take maybe four threes instead of eight, they probably get better looks. Might win the game yesterday. Like. It's not even about the misses. It's about when the misses come that's the problem. We've discussed this many times. There are a lot of times he's taking these threes at bad times. Yes. Uh, and I said this earlier. Tatum, you know, proud of you. Great job. Thank you for being a more willing passer. Thank you for doing other things. Now score the ball better. Like, I, that, that's where I'm at right now. Like, and it's not that I'm, you know, upset like I was earlier this season where he was – shooting poorly and not making an impact because at least now he's making an impact but it's not the impact the Celtics need from Tatum if that makes sense I agree I think his job is to score the other things are important yes because you can't just score and then when you can't score be absolutely useless but you can't not score every game (laughs) and I don't care how many points he has if he's shooting 30 percent from the field yep I agree Like like I said yesterday I think he finished with 21 points. He had 22 shots. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't care less. I could score 20, 21 points on 22 shots. Yep. 
it's it's frustrating and like i said absolute polarizing character i am i <laughs> i go from well i've never dunked a basketball so i can't talk to saying i could score 21 points on 22 shots at, at my level of play i could score 21 points on 22 shots how about that oh yeah i agree with you that's a more sensible argument i guess you could say um i put out my power rankings today sam for the week for hoops habit if you're curious at all well, I will say this. The Celtics should have climbed a lot if they won yesterday. If they after lost yeah. yesterday, I'm not as high on it. But I thought they – I mean, yesterday would have capped off a great week for them, 3-0. They, they went did two, move up. 2-1. They did move up a bit. Um, I will say the loss dropped them a space uh, from where I had them originally. But Space, um, that's it? Yeah, just one. Just one little space. You're not going to like the team that took the you know space over them, but – um, they did drop a space and my website that I'm trying to look at is currently playing music. So I'm not loving that. Please stop. Um, yeah, they dropped a space. Uh, would you like to guess where they are? Or do you want me to just go over for you? They were at what last week? 17. I believe so. Okay. So I bet they're at 13 or 14. They are at four, 15. They are at 15. 15. They dropped that one spot because of the loss. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, did I mess up numbers here? I might have messed up the numbers a little bit on my power rankings, but yeah, they're no, they are 14. I just wrote in 15 instead. So they were 14. Um, I'm going to change that right now, actually, while I'm here. But uh, the Bucks are 15 right behind them. Lakers are 13 right in front of them. So there you go. Yeah. The Cavs are, Cavs are 12, I believe. So they're a couple spots out of them. And they deserve to be with the way they've been playing, which is frustrating. But um, <clears throat> do you want to guess the top 10 at all, or do you want to just keep rolling? Warriors are number one. Yep. Utah is probably second. No, Utah or, has stunk it up lately. Yeah. Utah has been not great. Uh, who else has been good? Um, Brooklyn's got to be towards the top somewhere. They are number two. Yeah. Um, I want to say Chicago's three, but I, I don't know They're about five. that one. Five. They're, a little. They're five. Philadelphia's up there somewhere. They're actually 10. Yeah. Well, they're in the top 10. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Phoenix has got to be up there somewhere. Phoenix is three. They've won yeah. seven in a row. Yeah, They've Phoenix been has been really good. And it's not Plus, it's not Devin Booker either. Frank Kaminsky's averaging like 17 in the last three games because Aiden's been Dude, out. if Frank Kaminsky <laughs> lit up the Celtics, I would be so mad. I don't care if he's doing it to everyone. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, the teams he's been lighting up, he's lit up the Grizzlies, Blazers, and Kings. So it's not like he's playing elite competition, but getting 17 points from Kaminsky is still 17 points yeah. from Kaminsky. Um, four, Let's see, uh, Dallas uh, has to be up there. They are, I think no, they're I, 11. I don't think they're that great. Yeah. They're 11th. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Utah is nine, by the way. They're Utah's the good. Okay. Let's see. You're missing yeah, three top 10 teams, I think, right now. Three top 10 three, teams. Four. Four, maybe. Yeah. I'm trying to go um, through. Washington's got to be up there. They're sixth. Yeah. They'd be yeah. great. Yeah. Um, Miami. Mm. Miami is seven. Miami's eight. Miami's eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. The ball. So, what missing one team? I don't think it's Charlotte. I don't think it should no. be the Knicks. I think Knicks have been bad lately. Charlotte is nineteen, I believe, and the Knicks are below the Celtics. They're sixteen. So yeah, the Knicks have been bad. As I told you, they would be bad. Um, who's who else? Oh no, 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 not Toronto. You're missing two top tensies actually. Both in the West though. Both in the West. Okay. Denver's got to be one. Denver is four. They've been playing great. They went okay. three out last week. 
Three and zero against decent teams. Well, they beat Miami and then they beat Indiana and Atlanta, who both been struggling. But it's not. I think OKC deserves a shout. To be honest with you, they won like four in a row or something like that. But they won't (laughs) be top ten. No, they're twenty right now, which is up from where they were last week. But uh, they have twenty two. They were twenty five though. So to move up that much, they're above like the. Do you have the Clippers up there? I do. Yeah, they're seventh. Really? What? What's their record now? They've won seven in a row. They're eight and four. (laughs) Oh really? Okay. Well, I need to stop betting against them. They keep, yeah, I got it in my head that they've like not been really good at all. Nah, they're the third best defensive team in the league. They're clamping. Paul George is averaging like two and a half steals a game. I sure hope Chicago wins tonight. Who are they playing? The Clippers? Did you bet uh, Chicago? Got you. Yeah, I mean, it'll be a good game. Chicago's been good, too. Um, Cavs I have at 12, Lakers 13, Celtics 14, Bucks 15. Then the Knicks, then the Grizzlies, then the Raptors. Hornets down at 19. Blazers at 20. Pacers 21. Thunder 22. Then the Hawks, then the Kings, then the Timberwolves, then the Magic, then the Spurs, then the Pistons, then the Pelicans, uh, and then the Houston Rockets at 30 because, boy, have the Houston Rockets and New Orleans Pelicans been absolutely horrendous. Pelicans (laughs) are all of a sudden good enough to cover. They screwed me on Friday. I bet Brooklyn eight and a half. Actually, KD screwed me. KD has two free throws down seven with a second to go. (laughs) I mean, up seven, and he makes one. So I lose. Yeah, not great. I mean, the Pelicans won last night, which is, I mean, more yeah, attached to the Grizzlies him. being crap. But um, <laughs> yeah, Pelicans, you know, ruin your betting needs. Yes, they did. Uh, I was night, very upset. Uh, I was upset. Celtics lost. My bets lost. <laughs> Bad night. No, yeah. Um, that's all I had for today, though, unless there's anything else you wanted to bring up. No, I want to get out of here. I have TV to watch. I have a nap to take and I have basketball <laughs> to play later. Fair enough. That's valid. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in from the Raptors. We appreciate you listening. Uh, yes. We're closing, closing in on uh, 10K listens, so thank you for the support uh, on the road there. Uh, check out BannertownUSA.com. My takeaways from last night's game are up there. We're putting up previews and takeaways from uh, every game. We've missed a couple, but stuff happens. You know, life gets in the way. Uh, check me out on Twitter. I'm at JackSimoneNBA. You can check Bannertown out on Twitter at BannertownUSA. Uh, and yeah, Sam, go ahead and wrap us up. Yeah, thank you so much for listening or watching. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. We appreciate it very much. Speaking of YouTube, make sure to catch our pregame streams on Guy Boston Sports 30 minutes before every game. Jack, uh, uh, let's see, when I say me, no, no. So Jack, Tim, KJ, and I will, two, two to three of us of that four will be on stream for every game. Those are always a lot of fun. Good chats going. A lot of the time you can also check us out on air, which we'll plug during those streams. I didn't do it yesterday. I was feeling not so good, but Jack was in there. I believe in the air uh, airspace. Yes. Just airspace. a little bit. Yeah. In the airspace chatting up. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. Uh, follow Jack, follow Bannertown, follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's our show for today. Bye.